Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Mosier, and this is the Mosier Media Podcast. And what we like to do is, in under 30 minutes, throw out food for thought. I like to share uh, what I have learned in the world of YouTube video content, in the world of social media marketing, and in the world of SEO. I have learned from some really smart people that are a part of our organization, and I'm very lucky to have them. So what I like to do is go on this podcast and use the 30 minutes or so to share what we have discovered, and hopefully this will benefit those listening, and I really hope in our audience that there are other small business owners. And while we may have worked for some pretty significant brands, and we've done some wonderful projects for national and global brands and organizations who on YouTube have hundreds of thousands, if not a million subscribers, and a lot of watch time and all of that. And on the Mosier Media YouTube channel, we have today uh, 830 subscribers. And so I wanna talk about today building a YouTube channel for your small business. And we will compare and contrast that to what folks are doing when they're building a YouTube channel for a national or global brand. And it's interesting to be working on YouTube channel video content for major brands and uh, national companies When, in fact, you look at our channel and we only have 830 subscribers, and I'm here to say, to share, that 830 subscribers on the Mosier Media YouTube channel is a victory. That this is, in our book, success, because what I'm doing is comparing our content to other people in our industry, other local or regional video production operations like ours or other small businesses that, like us, employ uh, 14 to 16 people and are doing, you know, a lot of great projects, but we're not a a billion-dollar-a-year national brand. So it's interesting to be looking at the YouTube strategy for small business versus the YouTube strategy for a Fortune 500 company, let's say. Let's start with uh, what we would know about YouTube already. Uh, certainly, uh, YouTube uh, has made some incredible stars, these YouTubers. And there's a lot of people that come to me and say, you know what I want to do for our small business is I want to be this celebrity. Sometimes we as business owners, especially if you have your name on the business, you want to be the, the front man or the, the spokesperson or the celebrity. You really want to put yourself out there. It's what is innate in us it's, as business owners to think we got to really drive this business. So we need to go out and tell the world our story. And YouTube is a great platform for this kind of activity. And then you look at these people that have uh, millions of followers, and they're doing with a selfie stick uh, videos of themselves just talking. And they may or may not be a a content expert. Many of them are entertainers. Many of them, uh, like my son watching this uh, Dude Perfect, that content is phenomenal, very entertaining, very well done. And they have millions of followers, but they are not a small business like, like us. Like those in this audience who might be thinking, why would I want to use YouTube to build my small business? The dude perfect uh, might not be the example to look to. So what we're going to talk about today is what examples 
would we look to? What are the best practices for a small business who wants to set up a YouTube channel and would consider 830 subscribers a victory? And I'll tell you about my 830 subscribers. I believe they are fans of our business. Uh, subscribing is not necessarily easy. There's a, you have to click the subscribe button. It is free. But what I have in my 830 subscribers is a mailing list because YouTube will post a notification. We'll send out a notification to our subscribers that Mosher Media just posted a new video. And if you are a small business owner and you, you might already have Facebook, certainly, or LinkedIn or Instagram, but this is just one more platform where you can tell your story. And along those lines, uh, why would you have a YouTube channel? I think that's what this discussion is really about. Why, as a small business owner, would you consider working on building a YouTube channel? You already have uh, a thousand uh, followers on Facebook, perhaps. Maybe you already have an Instagram channel with 500 people connected. Maybe you're using your, your personal social media to tell the story of your business. Uh, well, there's a, a lot, Maybe you have LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a phenomenal place to share the story of your business. And Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn all have the ability to play videos. You can upload your video to all of those channels. So how does YouTube fit into your strategy in, in terms of telling your business on the internet, the telling the story of your business on the internet? Uh, let's start with uh, the, the, the summary of the whole discussion is, is it worth it to build a YouTube channel? If you haven't started one already, or maybe you've set one up and you have 10 subscribers and two videos that you put up there. So the overall summary would be of this podcast, is it worth it to build a YouTube channel for your small business? And one thing to think about of a lot of things, what are the costs and challenges to producing the content? This is probably the stumbling block for small business owners who want to put up a YouTube channel. The costs and the challenges to producing the content. And to what level should we produce videos? Should they be the selfie stick video? You know, a lot of folks are doing this on LinkedIn. This is a huge trend, is people are holding up a camera in their office and recording themselves doing their weekly video blog. And in some cases, if the lighting is right and they're standing close to their phone or if they took the effort to put up a, a tripod of some kind rather than just hold the phone, these videos can be OK. And for LinkedIn, uh, they're probably acceptable. The challenge you have when you think about to what level should I produce it, to what quality level should I produce the video content? If you are selling expensive business services. And everyone on your LinkedIn uh, is everybody you met at the Chamber of Commerce and all your clients and various associates around the world. And you're doing content that looks bad. If you're a nonprofit and you're constantly fundraising and asking for money, you don't want to look like you spent a lot of money on the video. The grassroots sort of, uh, you know, homegrown sort of cell phone video is perfect if you're a nonprofit. If you're the leader of the local food bank, you're the executive director of the a homeless shelter, and you are putting up a message on LinkedIn that you shot on your phone, that's the right place for that. But if you are selling high-end printers, 
that are five and ten thousand dollars each or if you're selling uh business services security service any kind of anything in the financial sector or you're selling if you're a retirement uh, advisor you're a financial advisor and you're going to be perhaps you're expensive perhaps you're trying to convince people that you are the most qualified person in the area you really need to think about what is the quality of the content and this is again the stumbling block for individuals starting a youtube channel uh, what about the quality of the message and the content itself what should you be saying in these videos after you think about what should the quality be what should the should i get a microphone and a light what is the quality of the content? Are you putting thought into writing content that isn't bragging about you, but that serves the audience? The benefit to the audience is they are they're listening and learning something. They might be getting free information. This could be an example right here. I am not charging for my thoughts on how you as a small business owner or marketer should be thinking through what your YouTube strategy is. Maybe if I were a consultant, that I would want to be charging for this information. But the benefit for my audience here is I'm going to spend 30 minutes throwing out food for thought and sharing my challenges and, and my uh, things that we've done to overcome some of these obstacles to benefit our audience. So I'm throwing out these questions. But basically what I'm trying to explain is that I've thought through what the content should be. So that's, it's hard. It's hard to do, and it's hard to do it weekly. It's like a workout. It's like you, you start something, you got to stick with it. If you start YouTube channel content, you need to post regularly. So those are the things to think about. To what level, what quality level do we want to produce the video content? Can we produce good content regularly? And will the quality of the content in terms of the, the message, the, the point, the information given, will that be quality material? Another thing you could do is take a look at what the competitors or others in your industry are doing. And if they're all doing it poorly, there's probably an opportunity. A lot of folks will go on the LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube video and they'll just talk about themselves. And perhaps some people in your industry are doing that. What if there are competitors in your business who are doing really polished videos, extremely high-end videos? Take a look at their count. Take a look at their view count. Take a look at the engagement with their audience. Because if you were to go back to the question of, is it worth it to build a YouTube channel? What you might want to consider as a way to measure or gauge your success or return on investment is engagement with the audience. So take a look at your competitors or others in the industry and see the quality of the video. What kind of content are they putting out? And are they getting the views? In some cases, companies might put money behind their video. You can certainly pay to have your video promoted. That's one way of many ways that YouTube makes money. You can boost your video, like you can boost a post on Facebook. You could just pay to sponsor the video. And in that case, you're creating a YouTube ad. I mean, what you're going for with YouTube in terms of putting out content that might be a little longer, like a, like a three to four minute informational video, is that you're going to engage your audience. You're going to have maybe something that starts a discussion. Maybe people comment, uh, but certainly it promotes your brand. But what you're doing is spreading it organically for free. 
So there's the cost to create the video. But if you've created video content that is relevant to your audience, they might share it with other people. And this is return on investment. This is the answer to that question. Is it worth it to build a YouTube channel? Will people watch, perhaps even share the content that I've created? And the sharing is free. This is the ultimate word of mouth spreading through the network. So what are the challenges to building the YouTube audience? It's like anything else. You have to promote it. You have to tell people that it's there. So you might begin with a, if you're on Constant Contact or any of the MailChimp, or if you have an email list, if you go to trade shows, if you have a, a booth at a show, or if you give presentations at companies, you need to be telling everyone, hey, we have this YouTube channel. And in, part of setting up the YouTube channel would be to claim your domain. So, for example, we are youtube.com slash Mosier Media, and I invite you to go on and subscribe. Subscribing is free. It's free through a Gmail account. But the challenge, which is, by the way, a huge challenge I faced, I never thought of this. There are people in my network who did not understand what subscribing to YouTube was. And I'm not going to describe uh, anything about them. They are brilliant people. They are very successful people. But brilliant and successful people in my network, in my life, close friends and family and people I've worked with have said to me, what does it cost to subscribe to the YouTube channel that you're setting up? And when I would say, hey, why don't you go and subscribe to this? How do you do it? And what does it cost? So there is an entire audience of people that, who don't know that the YouTube uh, subscribe to a channel feature is free and that you have to do it while you're signed into your Gmail account. And let's think for a second why Google set up this service the way they did. I love watching train videos. I am a rail fan. I am fascinated by the, the videos that people have posted uh, sitting on the side of the tracks, watching the trains, especially some of the incredible geographical features out west, or even in Pennsylvania, there's the horseshoe curve. And there are videographers who have gone out and produced really cool videos showing the freight trains and the Amtrak and all. And I love watching this. I've, I've you know, I've model trains, the whole thing. So I am a rail fan. That is a very niche sort of uh, hobby or thing to be obsessed with. Well, YouTube and Google now know this about me. They know that I like watching uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, essentially. I watch a lot of aviation videos. Uh, a lot of the, you know, there's a one, the, the world's craziest uh, near-miss landings. Or, you know, they, they put together these montages of, uh, you know, people that have different YouTube channels. And so now YouTube and Google know this about me. And so they suggest other videos based on what I've watched and based on what I've subscribed to.
So the reason that Google and YouTube put this together is so they can understand if you're logged in as, as Daniel Mosier at gmail.com, they know who I am and they want to keep me on YouTube by sending me other videos from other channels, basically in a, hey, you might like this video. Since you watched this video of trains in the tunnel, you might like to watch this one of trains going through the, uh, through the horseshoe curve in Pennsylvania. So this is why subscribing even exists in the first place. It, it tells Google what you like. So you might subscribe to Saturday Night Live. They have a channel. You might subscribe to Rhett and Link. And anybody that goes on YouTube, you would know the, who these, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Fallon has, you know, all the late night folks all have uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Of course, they all have their own YouTube channel. And so if you are more likely to subscribe to this, you know, the, the late show with Stephen Colbert, then Google knows a little bit about your politics. So people don't understand this. A lot of people came to me and said, why would I subscribe to a YouTube channel? And so I found myself explaining all of this. So does your audience understand YouTube? And why would you do YouTube versus, you know, putting all your effort into Facebook or LinkedIn? And one reason is the YouTube TV app. All of these smart TVs that people are buying come with YouTube already on the smart TV as an app. All you have to do is sign in. In fact, you can use the YouTube app without signing in. But again, with your smart TV at home, if you sign in as you and you go back to the, the then the YouTube app, once you go to it, is going to serve you video suggestions. And the YouTube TV app could potentially help your small business get in front of your fan base or your subscribers when they're sitting on their couch in comfort mode after dinner and they're trying to decide do they want to watch the uh, evening news do they want to go to the uh, the the sports show? they might go to youtube or netflix looking for content they might go to youtube and then your videos might be suggested may it seems crazy to think someone might want to listen to our content or watch the story of our business from home in their free time, but that's a real possibility. And LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram are all working on apps for the smart TV to reach that audience, but there's an audience there. And, you, you know, can you come up with video content that people would choose over watching a Netflix movie or the, the evening news or some documentary? That's a tough one. That is a, There's no doubt. That's a, that's a stretch. But you could. What if you did? And what's, what is the cost of failure? What does failure on YouTube look like? I would say failure is probably if you put up 50 videos and each one gets three views because you didn't promote them. A failure might look like not having a YouTube channel at all. A failure might look like setting up a YouTube channel, but you didn't put your logo in and you didn't put the proper artwork up and you didn't write anything in the description, like a half-started setup. But really, I would define success on YouTube as if you put up five videos, you did one a month, and you're five months into this, and each of those have a couple hundred hits, a couple hundred views, and you have now, you know, 110, 120 of your clients and fans and friends have subscribed, then that's a good start. 
that is a very good start. And success on YouTube for a small business owner selling in a, in a region, uh, having 800 subscribers, I would view as success. Let's talk for a minute about how your YouTube channel might fit into your overall marketing or social media strategy. Now, I am not a social media expert. I'm not an SEO expert. I am a small business owner with a podcast sharing what my experiences are, what I've learned, and food for thought. And I absolutely am passionate about sharing what I've learned with other small business owners simply for their benefit. So if anything I've learned from putting together a YouTube channel or trying to decide should my videos go on Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and how do I promote it and should they be on our website too, the thought process and arriving at the strategy or decisions that we have uh, arrived at uh, and, and conclusions we have reached, if this could somehow benefit you, then I would absolutely, uh, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, this would be a success for us in terms of this podcast. And again, the benefit is listen to this podcast. I would like to start these kinds of conversations with the disclaimer. I am not an expert. So I'll address this. How does YouTube fit into an overall marketing or social media strategy? Should we be posting our videos on YouTube and then go over to LinkedIn and Facebook and post the link to our YouTube video? Or should we just post the video, upload it directly to Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube? Here's the problem. Facebook wants you to stay on Facebook. LinkedIn wants you to stay on LinkedIn. And YouTube wants you to stay on YouTube. They have a benefit, they have a, or they have a strategy. They have a, it's in their best interest for them to keep their audience on their platform. So if you have a Facebook page and you have a thousand followers, all your customers and family and friends, and you post a link to your YouTube video, there is this thing called the algorithm. And I don't understand it, and none, nobody ever would. You'd have to work at Google, and even if you worked at Google or Facebook, you probably might be not be privy to how the algorithm really works, right? Can I even say algorithm? But basically what the algorithm does is it plays down the link to YouTube. If you're, if you're a Facebook <laughs> algorithm, let's say, how can I explain this? What they want to do is make sure that you stay on Facebook. They are less likely to be organically promoting your link to your YouTube video from your Facebook page. So if you have a thousand subscribers or a thousand followers on your Facebook page, it is very possible that not all 1,000 of them will see your post that says, hey, check out this YouTube video and your link to your YouTube video. Facebook doesn't want everybody to see that. They want everybody to stay on Facebook. So one argument for uploading your video directly to Facebook is that Facebook is more likely to share it with your audience there. And then the question is, well, then why am I posting it to YouTube? And it's because there is a audience of individuals who like YouTube for videos and Facebook on their phone. And so these are different audiences. It is possible. And I don't know this as a fact. I'm just making this up for, for discussion's sake. It is possible that the YouTube audience leans a little younger. That uh, people who are my son's age, age 14 to age 30, the, that group already knows how to subscribe 
to YouTube through their Gmail account and that it's free. And Facebook now has it perhaps I'm making this up. I don't know for sure, but it seems to me that Facebook has a wider appeal. My mom and dad and all my aunts and everybody, people I know who are retirement age are on Facebook. But that's probably the audience where they're not 100 percent sure how to subscribe to YouTube and may have never really gotten into watching anything on YouTube. They might not even know that it exists on their TV. So the argument for having videos uploaded to multiple platforms is that the people on LinkedIn are there for a different reason than the people who are watching YouTube and the people on Facebook are there for a different reason. And these are different groups. And some people might even tweak their video content to be slightly. Now, this gets a little more expensive if it's a little bit uh, leaner and more efficient if you can make one video and release it on Facebook and on LinkedIn, and Instagram, and YouTube. Obviously, you get more for the money. But that's where we decide, we we think through our strategy. And at Mosier Media, we are posting our videos to multiple platforms. We are not linking all over the place. One other point to make on this topic is the idea of the videos being on your website. And here's what I'm going to suggest on this. And I welcome feedback and comments. You can go into the comments, uh, you know, Dan at MosierMedia.com. You can write me a note and say, uh, this is the worst idea I've ever heard. But here's my concern with posting the video to your website. Post your video from Vimeo or from Google Storage or some other way that when a visitor is on your website, they cannot be tempted to leave your website. If you embed a YouTube video link into a web page on your website, it is very possible that an ad could be served maybe even from your competitor. And I'll give you an example. We did some work for a very small tire manufacturer. Very small tire manufacturer, and they had all of the videos that were on their website being hosted or served on YouTube. So their web developer simply took the YouTube link and embedded it into the web page on this small tire manufacturer's website. And a very large international tire manufacturer bought ads on YouTube and deliberately played them right before or over the small tire manufacturer's videos. So if you went to small tire manufacturer's website and watched their video about their farm tire, because it was being embedded from their YouTube video, the ad for the international tire manufacturer played over the small tire manufacturer's video, which is a disaster. So for control reasons, to make sure the ads don't play, to make sure that people who visit your website stay on your site, my advice is keep your YouTube videos on YouTube and serve videos to be played on your website from some other service like Vimeo or Google Storage, someplace where you can turn off the source of the video. Because if your video from YouTube is embedded into the website, it will say at the bottom of the video, click here to go to YouTube. If they're already on your website, you don't want them to click here to go to watch the video on YouTube. You want them to watch the next video on your site or maybe click the buy here button. Another thought, what if people make comments 
about your video on YouTube. Why do comments scare content creators and marketers? As small business owners who are not content creators or marketers, this could be a, a scary thought. Somebody's going to comment on my video. Comments equals engagement with your audience. Even if they're telling you your video is bad, they still watched. They still engaged with your brand. Comments equals engagement. Comments are good. Leave the comments on. Listen to what people are saying. If the content is created as a conversation starter and somebody comments, that means the conversation just got started. There is so much to think about in terms of YouTube and certainly its effect on your SEO. Google owns YouTube. There are a bazillion ways. Speak to your digital marketing expert on this topic. There are a bazillion ways to use your YouTube channel and your YouTube content to drive people to your brand and your website and to improve your SEO. There are so many techniques to do this that it is beyond what we could do in a very short podcast here, but it's worth looking into because it goes back to, should I build a YouTube channel? Why should I build a YouTube channel? It's one more place on the internet where you're telling your business story. So absolutely, you should make a YouTube channel. I really enjoy doing these podcasts. Uh, Again, one of the most fascinating things I've learned in building our YouTube channel is the discovery that people don't know you can subscribe for free and that you have to be logged into Gmail. And the process of explaining that to some of my friends and family and clients is is been fascinating. And that's part of what I want to do here is share that that could be one of the biggest challenges to building our YouTube channel is educating people how to subscribe to YouTube. Never thought that would be the, that's the purpose of a podcast like this, is to come on and just share for conversation's sake, for fun, for entertainment, for learning. Here's what I have, a, as a small business owner, have learned from trying to build our YouTube channel. I always appreciate feedback. Of course, dan at mosiermedia.com is my email. And really glad you found us here on SoundCloud. Maybe you're listening on iTunes or Google Play. Thrilled to have this podcast up and running. And of course, you could always reach us here in Fairlawn, the old-fashioned landline, 330-376-3500. And we did it again in under 30 minutes. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to share more as we explore the world of telling the story of our business on this crazy thing called the Internet. Thanks for listening.